It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. I'm your host, Jake Blisco. He's your host, James Rapine. Together, we make up the Lockdown Bengals podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day, free and available everywhere you get your podcasts. And thanks for making us your first listen. Make sure you hit that follow button, that subscribe button if you're on YouTube, helping us get over 8,000 subscribers in less than eight months. Incredible stuff as we bring you Bengals content every day. And today, Lael Collins spoke with you for the first time, James Rapine, on a Zoomer. The Zooms are back. <laughs> yeah, the Zooms are back. And uh, Lael Collins made it to, and it's Lael, for those wondering, made it to Dallas, made it back to Dallas. It was uh, quite a journey from Kenwood Mall to Paul Brown Stadium and everywhere in between. But you're right. He, Zooms are back. Lael Collins is here. And first things first, I had to ask him about reuniting with Frank Pollock, because as we know, Pollock coached Collins for three years in Dallas as the offensive line coach of the Cowboys from 2015 to 2017. And I had to ask him how big of a role that was in Pollock being in Cincinnati to him, not just signing in Cincinnati, but even taking the visit. No burner. Um, you know, just opportunity. Uh, presented itself to to get back and, and work with Coach Frank. Uh, just I've been missing him since he left, um, and I mean, he's just a, he's a great coach. Uh, just just very detailed in everything that he asked for as a pro. Um, you know, I know type of coach. I know type of things he's looking for in his players, and uh, you know, I just look forward to going there and, and and really contributing in a big way, and just doing my job and and just helping some of these young guys. You know, continue to develop and grow as, as pros. And then, what's a Friday like at, at Joe Burrow's house? Man, it's it's really just chill, man. You know, just chill, talking football with the guys, um, and just being able to really like uh, just kind of get a sense of like, you know, what this locker room is like. Uh, starting with him, you know, I mean, obviously he's the leader of the team, um, quarterback, and you know, just you know. Obviously, him playing down at LSU uh, is something special to me as well. So, you know, it's it's big just to be able to kind of, you know, spend some time with him and, and and have some camaraderie. 
There are a few things there that stand out to me. One, the Frank Pollock connection, obviously. He, he said everything I think there is to say about that one. He said some things that we've heard other Bengals linemen talk about as well in terms of his attentiveness to detail and general affinity for the Bengals offensive line coach. I really liked speaking of Frank Pollock when he discussed trying to pick uh, Ted Karras's brain to, to learn what he learned from Dante Scarnecchia to, to try to embrace some of those lessons from one of the greatest offensive line coaches of all time. But the, the hangout at Joe Burrow's house on Friday night, that was a cool, a cool little piece to learn a little bit more about, learn what he talked about. Cause Alex Kappa and Ted Karras were there as well. My favorite Hayden quote, Hurst we don't too. actually, and Hayden Hurst, right. And we, we don't, we don't actually have a clip of this one, but he talks about getting to know his, offensive line teammates and my favorite one of my favorite things that he said james is they were talking about football a lot so he said we were talking about our favorite run plays it just so happens we run we love the same run plays and he <laughs> went on to say i can't wait to get into my first fit with alex Kappa and just move people out of the way and, yeah. and that one got me fired up man they're talking about football and liking the same plays i think that's pretty cool you mentioned moving people out of the way, and that's a natural segue because Dave Lapham asked Collins uh, to self-scout and give his strength, uh, his strengths uh, at the right tackle position. Best is I impose my will each and every play, you know, whether it's run, whether it's pass. You know, at the end of the day, whoever I'm going up against, they're gonna feel me, and um, you know, it's gonna be a long day for them. And and that's just that's just the mindset that I that I carry, and that's just the way that I play this game. And, you know, that's, that's the only way I know. And having a, a great offensive line coach that, you know, that that he stands on that as well, uh, it makes it even better. He's a fun coach to want to play for. Uh, he, gets, he brings the best out of you. He's going to make sure you work and you're ready to go. And, and that's, that's just that's what's special about him. I thought that he, he also talked about how it's not hard at some point like, obviously, the, the one-on-ones are difficult, but it seems like his mental understanding of the game also at a really high level. And so I think that that's one of the reasons he, he might be excited to get back with Pollock, too, and get back to some of the some of the lessons that were kind of thrown at him early in his career and getting back to some of that repetition with Frank Pollock kind of fits in as well with the enforcer mentality. And that's something that the Bengals, you know, Quentin Spain did some of that role for them last year, but... There, there are clips going around out there that show how Lyle Collins reacts when his quarterback gets hit. Yeah. And I think that that will be a positive thing for those hopefully more rare occasions that Joe Burrow gets hit in 2022. And, and that's the thing is, look, the Bengals offensive line defended Burrow at times when there were questionable hits. The one that's most notable, most recent was Aaron Donald on the sideline. Burrow said it was a clean hit, but Akeem Adeniji took exception to it, which I'm okay with. Here's the problem. If you're below average at your job and then you take exception with that, and I'm not just singling out Adenogy. I would say Quentin Spain too, honestly. He's below average, at least in the playoffs. Like that's It's hard to be that enforcer. When you're really, really good at your job and that's your mindset, well, you can be that enforcer and be taken more seriously, not just by your teammates, but by everybody else. So yeah, I think it's uh, going to be a welcome change to have a guy like Collins on the team and, uh, well, the Bengals were like 90 seconds away from their first world championship. And that's the mindset that Lyle Collins has. I just did it. That Lyle Collins has going into his first season in Cincinnati. Before to really just 
uh, you know, given given the Bengals and Mr. Brown and everybody the return on their investment in a big way. So, you know, we, you know, the only, the only, the only goal is to win win championships. And I say that with with an S, you know, with a strong S, because, you know, I want to win championships with this team. So, this is definitely the team to do it. Anything, anything that's that's not orange and 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 them where that don't have those stripes on them you know when it, when it comes game day then yeah, at the end of the day if you're in the way you got to get moved out the way so that's just the bottom line um and doesn't matter who who it is don't matter where we at don't matter what time we play that's the mindset each and every week for me I believe him when he says that, man. <laughs> when a guy that looks like that is like, I'm going to move people out the way or I'm going to be Joe Burrow's bodyguard. It's like, yeah, okay. You're, you're, you're going to do those things. I'm not going to argue with you. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I agree. And again, that's a whole mentality and, and that's what these guys can bring. And it, it probably starts with Collins, but Kappa and Karis as well. When you have that attitude, I think that can impact some of these other guys like a Jackson Carmen. Yeah. And, and just the experience, the leadership, we'll see, we'll see who emerges as a leader in this offensive line room, because one of the things that, you know, after the Taron Armstead signing with the Miami dolphins, people are really talking up his leadership ability and how he takes younger players under their wing. And when Andrew Whitworth, it was in Cincinnati. That was always him, I feel like. Mm -hmm. And I, I wonder who that is right now or who that will be. Maybe it's Ted Karras. He, he's the elder statesman in the room for now in terms of, mm -hmm. you know, he's 29 years old, the oldest offensive lineman, I believe, on the roster unless Quentin Spain resigns. So will it be a guy like him who's played with Tom Brady? Will it be Alex Kappa who's also had time with Tom Brady? But I don't think Kappa was necessarily the the leader in that offensive line room, but these guys coming in with the Super Bowl experience, this high level experience, the L. Collins coming in with the experience of being a dominant right tackle, especially in the running game, and also a, a really good pass blocker. That aspect of it is something that I'm interested to see is how that chemistry develops and how that leadership works out in that room. Because if there's one place where I think there's there's a position group that needs a leader to step up. In 2022, I think the offensive line could be it. Agreed. And and that's it's big not only uh, for the face of that room, but it would be big, like I mentioned, for the young guys and not just Jackson Carmen. But speaking of Jackson Carmen, Zach Taylor was asked about Jackson Carmen. Is it future starting left guard Jackson Carmen? Here from the Bengals head coach, coach next. But first, a word from Bet Online because the Sweet 16 is here and you got to get to Bet Online right now. Because, yeah, your bracket might be busted, but that doesn't mean your wallet's got to be busted. And Bet Online can help you, well, rebound like uh, St. Peter's needs to do if they're going to have a shot to make it to the Elite Eight. So check out Bet Online right now for the latest odds, player props, and so much more. It's the number one source for all of your sports betting needs. And it's not just basketball. Bet Online is your continued source for your favorite casino games, live betting information. If you want to wager on the Bengals to win it all next year, you can do that as well. So head there, bet online, head to the website today, sign up for free. It's easy to do on your cell phone, mobile device, laptop, iPad, and uh, thank me later because bet online is a one-stop shop for all your betting needs. Bet online, where the game starts. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less takeout, cook more at home. 
but I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. James Jackson Carmen has a lot to prove this year. We'll see if he wins the starting job. The Bengals might still sign a veteran left guard, a guy like Quentin Spain. Real quick, before we dive into what Taylor said about his left guard and the competition that will ensue, I just wanted to point out that PFF has published on on March 23rd, today as we record on Wednesday, their list of most improved position groups. Guess Mm -hmm. what the first position group discussed is? It's going to... It's going to shock you, right? Yeah. What a surprise. I mean, it, easy pickings, right? Lel Collins, Alex Kappa, Ted Karras. It's a huge upgrade across the board. So just wanted to did, throw that out there. A little recognition from PFF. They did it per team or was that like the number one upgrade in the NFL? They said, no, they, like for, they did most upgraded most improved and unimproved position groups from 2022 free agency. And among yeah. the most improved was the Bengals offensive line. That was the first one they yeah. mentioned the Dolphins offensive line, the Jets secondary, et cetera, et cetera. Gotcha. No, that that's fair. I Because to me, and, and I don't think they're world beaters. I think they're above average potential, you know, on paper now. But they were just so bad <laughs> that, yeah, I think they are among the, the best, most improved position groups in the entire league, not just mm-hmm. the AFC North or AFC. So I think that's fair. Yeah, that's easy to agree with. And a lot of what will dictate – whether they play up to that potential, I think is a left guard spot. The left guard mm-hmm. spot is where they got beat on the last play on offense of the Super Bowl. And it sounds like that's going to be a competition. A bright future for Jackson. And, and certainly saw a lot of flashes of that over the course of the season. Now it's just the overall consistency. He, he's been in this league for a year now. He knows what it all looks like over the course of 12 months and the work that's required. Uh, some of the challenges you're going to face from some of the D linemen a lot of the different looks you've got to be able to adapt to. And so have confidence in him and a lot of those young linemen that we've had that are in their first or second year in the system. Um, You know, and so again, we've got high hopes for those guys. They're here for a reason. They're going to get their opportunities. Um, They're no different than a lot of other young linemen in this league that, that, you know, it takes some time to gain that experience and continue to improve. And so again, just the next step for us is, is the consistency. We know the potentials there. We know there's a high ceiling. It's just being more consistent from day to day. And, and uh, I certainly have a lot of belief that, that we'll get that out of those guys. Are you expecting Jackson to, you know, come in and compete for that starting position at left guard? Yes, I do. You know, and I think that there's several guys that will fit that bill that will have a chance to compete there as well. Um, and so that, that's really exciting for us as a coaching staff to see, you know, how that takes shape over the next couple of months. And I think Deontay Smith is right in there. Right. It's I don't think it's just going to be Jackson Carmen. We're going to focus on Carmen, but Deontay Smith, Akima Denigy is probably going to try uh to push for for reps at that spot as well. And we'll get to the draft coming up. They could obviously address that in the draft and 
Uh, clearly they aren't afraid to draft a college tackle and play him at guard. So it's going to be, it it could be quite the competition, Jake. And to me, the exciting part about this is for years. I mean, literally years since Whitworth left uh, and Zeitler left. So 2017 on, it seems like it's like, oh, well, maybe a couple guys emerge. Maybe some of these young guys, maybe Paul Alexander is going to coach up Cedric Olehi. I know it's a boy. He, but Ole, Ole, Ole. All right. Bad joke. Point is, is Jake Fisher was never, regardless of the coach going to make it right. And yet that's what we were hanging on to. Like maybe these guys just get it and the light bulb comes on. Well, now maybe one guy gets it and the light bulb comes on enough for them to be competent at left guard. And that's all it takes, whether it's a rookie, whether it's Jackson Carmen, whether it's Deontay Smith or someone else. And, and it's much more realistic and realistic of a path to have one guy emerge at one spot versus maybe a couple of these guards show up and, and show out. Or maybe this guy can fill in at right tackle with a couple reps, you know. So uh, that's the part of it. There's only one position to fill. And that part is uh, is unique. It's not something I'm used to, but but I'm excited about it. That's for sure. That's how it used to be before 2015. <laughs> I mean, the Bengals. That was, that was a long time ago. <laughs> I mean, golden era of offensive line play for a long time in Cincinnati where you just didn't think about it. Like the offensive line just could pass block without issue for against, I guess, non-Steelers team. The Steelers for a while there had their number, even when mm-hmm. the offensive lines were good. I think that was more schematic than anything. But I mean, that, that used to be the standard. That's why Paul Alexander had his job in Cincinnati for so long. But but you're right. It's just one position now. And the, the one thing for me is, can they get athletic at that position? The mm-hmm. the In the past, they've drafted athletic offensive linemen. People thought Cedric Abway, he was pretty athletic. He didn't test. Jake Fisher, obviously a great athlete. It's really small, though, to the point that he was a tight end at some point in his NFL career. Um, briefly. Very briefly. <laughs> uh, Deontay Smith, not small. Not a great athlete either, but an okay athlete. I think, and, and Paul Dander Jr. was talking to Mo Egger about this on the radio the other day, maybe yesterday, James. And he said if, if, if he was handicapping it, he thinks Deontay Smith is a favorite for the job right now, including, you know, an early draft pick rookie uh, who we're not sure if we expect. And we'll talk about that in, in a minute or so where, where we look mm-hmm. at Daniel Jeremiah's mock draft and some of the options available to the Bengals at 31, whether it would be Deontay Smith, Jackson Carmen or a late round rookie, or even a veteran like a Quentin Spain coming back. And out of all those options, he, he thought Deontay Smith had the best odds. And I mean, he certainly has the build for it, especially after being in the NFL for as long as he has uh, with those, with the height and the arm length that we talk about all the time, added some weight, I think in the NFL, those are things that should vote in his favor. A guy that coaching staff really loved before the injuries started kicking up and feels like he got a little bit unlucky. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't be shocked. I think no. that if it's just those two guys, that would be a real true training camp battle. And here's why I would bet on Deontay Smith. If I went to the bet online odds uh, here on locked on Bengals for the, the left guard spot between those two specifically, right? It's really hard for me to handicap, you know, if they take someone at 31, it's, it's tough. It's just guessing at this point. And, and, um, so if it's between those two, the reason I would bet on Deontay Smith is because I don't doubt his work ethic. There's nothing about Deontay Smith that has ever been in question from a work ethic standpoint, from a diet standpoint, him putting on that weight, 
Uh, he has the physical traits, comes from a small school. You could see the path to ascension, right? Because he's busting his ass and he's putting the weight on and he's got the traits and the coaches like him. And so he's putting in the extra time. And so you get rewarded from that. Well, people in every profession get rewarded that bust their tail like that. Usually, usually that comes at some point versus a guy like Carmen, who it's big school work ethic issues, probably hated switching positions from, from left tackle to right guard. It was tough. And so now how does he respond to that adversity? Because they, he just had way more expectations and he's in his hometown, which is another set of expectations that, that can be tough. So, um, all of those things are factors, but the work ethic one is my hang up and Carmen can alleviate that by busting his ass this off season, showing up in, in OT is when I see him and I'm looking, I'm like, man, that dude's on the built bar plan. And if, if I say that, then that's a good start. If I see him in training camp and it's like, oh man, he re he's on the twice a day built bar plan. Then we're talking. And, and because there's a reason he was the 46th overall pick, he certainly has traits as well. But the work ethic part is certainly a question mark. The commitment part is a question mark. And that would be my concern here. So if I had to bet on one, and I'm not, but if I had to bet on one, I would bet on Deontay Smith because I bet on work ethic, right? And, and, and the work ethic from Smith is unquestioned, his commitment to being great in this game. Yeah, the, the interesting thing is going to be how does that translate, not only in terms of the physical makeup, but technique as well. Both of them still have technique issues that they need to work out, both in terms of mental processing and in terms of hand placement and footwork and overreacting to, to certain setups to leave themselves open to counter moves. These are all issues in addition to the physical stuff and, and getting the body right and, and staying healthy and all these things. But it'll be interesting to see if they look at an offensive lineman in the first round until the last week, week plus, if you were doing a mock draft for the Bengals, you were selecting an offensive lineman at 31. Maybe you still are. We'll talk about da Daniel Jeremiah's options for the Bengals right now. TurboTax experts make your moves count. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast. And this Locked On podcast is brought to you by TurboTax. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts will make sure that they count for you. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? Well, that's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That is a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? That quite literally would be a move. Or maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house. Or you switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming. Or maybe you just rode the stock market to the moon and back. Any of those things that you did or any other moves that you made, TurboTax experts make all your moves count getting you every credit and every deduction you deserve, filing with 100% accuracy and getting you your max refund guaranteed. So switch to TurboTax today. Make your moves. They'll make them count. See guaranteed details at TurboTax.com slash guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. Daniel Jeremiah's recent mock draft, James, had four very interesting options available to the Cincinnati Bengals at 31. Before we spoil who he picked for them, these are the guys that were unselected when the Bengals were on the clock in the first round in this scenario. Tyler Linderbaum, the center from Iowa. Kenyon Green, the guard. Very highly rated guard. Uh, then Texas A&M, that's right. Yep. A couple corners, uh, Kyer Elam from Florida and Andrew Booth from Clemson. All mm -hmm. of those guys, I think, would make great first round picks for the Bengals. 
before we talk about who DJ picked for the Bengals, who are you taking for the Bengals in that situation as of today, March 23rd, before some of these guys have even had their pro days? Yeah, so as of today, we'll, we'll timestamp it as of today. I'm glad you put it that way. I'm taking Tyler Tyler Linderbaum. And, uh, you know, there are going to be some that, that are scared because of his arm length or, or his, his stature in general, but he's pretty damn athletic. And I think he fits what Frank Pollock would want to do from that standpoint. And this is why you sign Ted Karras is because – and I wouldn't be shocked if the Bengals, if this was part of their plan. Oh, he can play center, and we like him at center. But, man, there are some centers we like in this draft, and let's just have a little foresight here. Let's get a guy who, yeah, if, if we end up taking a center at 31 or we take a center in the second or third round, the, the door is at least open for that person to start right away. And Linderbaum could slide right into center. You'd put Karras at left guard and let him go. And, I, you know, I'd feel pretty good about that. And, and suddenly that competition that we just spent – time on at left guard is is much different because it's more is is Linderbaum better at center than than Carmen or whoever at at left guard with Karras at left guard versus center so uh that would be fun but no I would take Linderbaum uh as of today and I I think that the Bengals would get a plus pluses from a lot of people across the league that uh that view him what do you think who would you take as of today man who would I take is a very challenging question because to me, Tyler Linderbaum's size is like unprecedentedly small. And you're right. He is a great athlete and it doesn't necessarily show up on tape a ton, but it does at times where the, the, the size, you know, against really powerful rushers, he can't quite anchor properly or where if, if he needs, if he, if he gets beat to the punch and somebody gets into his chest, he's not getting them off his chest because he has, you know, the, the arms, like Billy Price, the, the the T-Rex arms a little bit. So there's some real concerns with Linderbaum. I would need to see his pro day testing. I would need to see him test as an elite athlete before I would want to commit there. I think Kenyon Green is a really good prospect, not without warts. But I start to think about positional value a little bit, and this might be very unpopular. I would lean toward one of the corners. It might be Andrew Booth. I don't know who I like better between Booth and Kyer Elam, it's way too early in the process for me. So let's say Booth. I know the consensus is a little bit higher there. Um, mm -hmm. I just, corner is a really valuable position in the NFL right now. You look at the teams the Bengals play this year, especially after Tyreek Hill gets traded to the Dolphins. They're going to deal with some teams that have great speed and great wide receivers on both sides of the ball, uh, both sides of the line of scrimmage, whatever you want to call it, on the left and the right is what I mean, where you're going to have to match up with two great receivers instead of having one great receiver and a great tight end, which the Bengals saw a lot of last year or, you know, other, other, another array of weapons, I think getting better at cornerback too, and finding a guy that can be a starter for you long-term there makes a lot of sense to me, but man, it sure is hard to pass up an offensive lineman there. And if Linderbaum tests great and he is a really high caliber athlete, that's how you get me off his size. And you convinced me that, yeah, his tape is great. And the athleticism is also a test there. So what you think you see on tape is confirmed with testing. Mm -hmm. And then it gets a lot easier to do. But even if we would do that, I really don't know if the Bengals would. Like, it wouldn't surprise me if the Bengals look at his measurables and think, 
you know, the tape and the testing isn't enough. We don't see guys succeed that are built this way and we're not going to, we're not going to take that risk. So, so that's something that I could see the team doing as well. Yeah, I, I, I could see that. I, to me, the Bengals are, are almost from a value standpoint, everything is in, in hopefully they get it right this off season with the, the additions they made, but I've seen them get it right at corner. Not necessarily first-round cornerbacks, by the way. It's not like they're actually good at doing that. It's just okay. I'd say a C average of the first-rounders they've taken over the past, what, 12 years now, I would say. After Jonathan Joseph and, and Leon Hall, it got pretty rough there as they tried to take first-round corner after first-round corner. Um, but to me, the way they've struggled at offensive line and drafting offensive line and getting young guys in there, um, Linderbaum just seems – like he would be a plug and play guy, like everyone thought in or tricked themselves into thinking Billy Price was. The difference is, is Billy Price, yeah, he had the T Rex arms and he also couldn't move. He's slow. Like it was just, it was like, man, why did you pick him then? Like it just, it didn't make sense. I don't think Linderbaum, and you're right, if he tests well, he probably won't be there at 31 anyways, honestly. And I would be surprised if all four of these guys are there anyway. But um, I lean offensive line partially because. Uh, they've been so damn bad at drafting. And then at some point you do have to draft it and draft it better than they have. That being said, if it's, if I had to guess, I would say maybe one of the four are there, maybe two of the four, uh, at, at probably best two of the four, all four being there that it seems pretty unlikely. Yeah. In this scenario, seven edge players were picked in the first round, seven wide receivers were picked in the first round, but just one quarterback. And I would say even if there's fewer edge players picked, there will probably be another quarterback pick. You can also see five corners yeah. go in the first round before the Bengals pick. You see, you see plenty of mocks where Kyer Elam and, and uh, Andrew Booth are gone before 31. And you also see some where, where they're available. I just think Daniel Jeremiah always comes at it with such an interesting perspective. Sometimes he knows things from his league sources before it seems like the industry catches up. Sometimes he's just higher on guys. Uh, but I always appreciate his perspective, which is why I wanted to dive into his mock draft specifically. One fun note from our friend Joe Goodberry on Twitter. Guess who the one Bengals interior offensive lineman they've drafted who has in, who has arms shorter than ter- 32 inches in their history, recent history anyway. Do you have any guesses as to who that might be? Because Tyler Linderbaum came in at 31 and uh, one eighth inch arms. Any guesses? It's someone good with the way you're saying it. it, it it's some, Kevin Zeitler. Not quite, but uh, not a bad guess. Not a bad guess. A little bit later in their history than this guy was, but the, the parallels really stand out to me here. One, they both went to the same school. They both went to Iowa. Oh, it's Steinbach. Yeah. It's Steinbach. They both are freak athletes Shit. from yeah. Iowa. And, yeah. and I think that that's such a cool little parallel if they do end up drafting Linderbaum because – yeah, two two freak athlete interior lineman out of Iowa, man. That, that and, would and they got and they got Steinbach. It was like thirty third pick. Like it was pretty close to thirty one. It was the start of the second round. Um, it, in fact, it was it was the thirty third pick because they drafted Palmer that year, right? It was it was two thousand three. I am trying to confirm that that sounds correct to me. He was yeah. the first pick in the second round of two thousand three. That's correct. Man, look at me. I'm just a, a football dictionary thesaurus and anything in between um no it's the word you were looking yeah that that is the word see i I remember the year i can't even think of encyclopedia but uh yeah it's uh it would be cool and by the way i don't think we said it jeremiah had been picking linderbaum did you say that's right 
No, I didn't. Good call. Oh, okay. So yeah, Linderbaum went there, uh, you know, to the Bengals at 31 and, you know, any of those guys at surface level and over the next five weeks, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to dive into this really hardcore <laughs> and, and you're going to get all the draft knowledge you need right here. And, uh, we'll, we're brushing up on some, I know I am, I'm brushing up on stuff now with free agency, sort of, uh, hitting its lull here with the draft looming. Yeah. I mentioned, I mentioned the other day that, you know, after they signed Lyle Collins, that's when I was ready to, Mm-hmm. That's when I was ready to shift gears. You know what? Iowa's Pro Day has happened. There are people already typing comments on YouTube. Iowa's Pro Day happened uh, yesterday, I believe, March 22nd, and Linderbaum didn't work out. Yeah, I didn't think he did. I was going to say, um, like, I because I, I didn't see any numbers, right? So yeah. maybe he'll have a private Pro Day later. There, there must be a reason why he didn't work out. I, I don't remember if there's an injury involved. If he, If he's just opting out, of working out I'd be that, surprised that is a I, I think a there's problem. an injury that would I think be a red flag injury. yeah we'll have to dig into that and, and figure out what's happened there my my preliminary research hasn't turned anything up but maybe he'll go participate at another a foot injury he didn't work out he didn't work out due to a foot injury uh he suffered it in uh the citrus bowl loss to the uh to Kentucky in January D- did it mention so. anything about plans to work out at another pro day by chance Maybe not he will, I'm, maybe he won't. Yeah, not that I'm seeing. I would imagine he would at some point, though, right? I mean, this dude wants to go in round yeah. one and get I that mean, round if, one if nothing else, teams are, I assume, and man, look at all this stuff that we need to figure out before we really start talking about the draft. I assume that team visits are back with these prospects. They have their 30 visits where players are going to be able to come and work out. I, I assume that's back this year with COVID restrictions being mostly lifted for the entire NFL, so Something else for us to verify, James, as we shift our focus toward the I believe draft. that is the case, but they'll still be able to do the unofficial Zoom portion, which is beneficial for the teams as well. Certainly beneficial for getting to know guys and testing the the brains, as it were. Not as beneficial as when they knew they were drafting Joe Burrow and effectively started doing install over Zoom, but still beneficial nonetheless. Tomorrow, Bengals fans, we're going to be back with our first mailbag in a few weeks. If you've got questions, get them ready. Take a look at Lockdown Bengals on Twitter. We'll put a thread up asking for your questions, and then we'll answer that in tomorrow's episode. So look for that tweet on Thursday. Until next time, Bengals fans, day and have a good one. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.